have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Hi, everybody. Can I tell you how vain I am? <laughs> I'm recording this podcast also on my phone because I do like a little teaser, as you guys know, on Instagram. And I almost for skip the the headphones. I'm looking at myself right now going, I think I look better without headphones. How sad is that? But I accept my vanity, which is something we've talked about on this podcast. Acceptance is key. Thanks for joining me today on Advice for Life with Lynn. This is a quickie on bravery. I've got a great, I hope it's a great story for you guys to share with you. Um, so I recently went skiing and I'm an average skier. Um, I, li- I like to probably look cute more than I like to, I like to do better. I'd like to totally do better, but of course I live in South Florida and I only ski once a year, if that. So, um, so I'm an average skier, but I love skiing so much like many of you probably do because it really forces you to be in the moment. Number one, you don't think about your worries or your issues or vacuuming or your bills. You have to focus on your skiing on the mountain and otherwise you're going to fall. And number two, it's just so beautiful, right? And recently, um, we went to Vail, Colorado, a place I had never been before. And I'm telling you, that mountain is a true skier's mountain. It I, Honestly, and I'm not exaggerating, it's a huge mountain. And after being in there for a week, at the end of the week, I was like, I think I'm the worst skier. I really <laughs> think I'm like the top 3% of the... I mean, like 98% of the people there were great skiers. So they either live nearby or they ski more often or they took lessons. But regardless, they were really really beautiful to watch. They were true athletes. And, you know, I'm just a novice, even though I've been being a novice for, you know, 100 years. So anyway, um, but uh, one thing I, I will push myself. So this podcast, I like to call it Crying on the Mountain, but it's also... I also call it bravery. So this is, the subject is bravery. So when we push ourselves, we're being brave in whatever situation. When we push ourselves to be uncomfortable, not dangerous, uh, we're pushing ourselves to be brave. That's what I think bravery is. So I used to think it was stupidity, but anyway. <laughs> so I don't know, the third day in, you know, I was getting my sea legs, getting adjusted, and I was feeling pretty good. And uh, my husband, who's a better skier than I am, said, well, I'm going to go do blacks. And so for, for those of you who don't know skiing, um, the the code is black is obviously harder. Not obviously, but black is the hardest. If you go down a black diamond mountain, that's the most challenging. Um, blue is intermediate. That's where I should be staying. And a green run would be for a beginner. So, uh, you know, I'm very comfortable with blues, double blues, double blue diamonds, Um I've gone down a couple of blacks and what I mean gone down, like I get down the mountain in one piece, but it's not pretty. So I know I don't belong in uh, on a black diamond run or mountain, but, um, but I, I can make it. So by the third day, I was feeling very mm, saucy and he was, he told me, I'm going to go down this, um, the other side of the mountain. I'm going to, in the back, it's called the back bowl. So I'm going to go down this black diamond. I think you might be able to handle it. He says, I'm like, well, I don't know. Let me see. Maybe I can get all cocky. So he goes ahead, he's like, let me check it out. <laughs> and he goes ahead. And then he signals to me, yeah, yeah, you can handle it. Okay. Mind you, it's so cold. You can't, we, there's not a piece of skin showing. So you really can't see facial expressions. Um, 
But the sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. So we get back there. And, you know, from afar, it looked fine. It looked like just a big bowl. You can't see the entire run because it goes, you know, for over a mile. Uh, but just from the beginning, you know, the bowl looked, you know, like friendly. <laughs> it looked friendly. So he, so I'm standing there cautiously. He goes down. It's a pretty good cliffish, bowlish kind of swoopy thing. And I see him get down to the bottom. I never told him I saw him fall. He fell and he fell by a tree and, I was, and he got back up and I was like, okay, well, if he fell and he can get back up, I, I can handle this. There really wasn't anybody around. And so I was like, okay, let me go down. And he motions, oh, this is an easier entry point. So I try to go down the entry point that he told me and I realized none of it's groomed. None of it's groomed, meaning it's soft and fluffy and you really got to work hard to get down. So I'm like, okay, Lynn, remember all your skills. Now there's nobody around. There's not one person around. So imagine there's like no trees and it's like a big bowl, kind of like a desert with a bunch of fluffy snow. So I'm going down trying to, you know, do my uh, carving, even though you really can't carve in fluffy snow. And next thing you know, I, because the snow was so fluffy, tripped basically uh, and fell, hit my head and one of my skis went flying. Okay, no big deal. People fall all the time in, in skiing. I can handle that. I'm like, okay, at least I have my helmet on. So I get up, I'm out of breath. And so this is, I think, our second day there. So I was still getting used to the thin air. So I'm out of breath a little bit and I, I'm like, okay, go get your ski. So I, I try to go get my ski. I pull it over. The sun's shining so that so this this the the snow is getting soft. And I go to put my ski on, which I've done a million times, and I sink in the snow to my knees. So for those of you who don't ski, it's kind of like, it feels like kind of like quicksand, you know, you just go whoop. So I couldn't get my ski on. And I was like, okay, this is bad. This is bad. Try it again. And I'm breathing heavy and I'm breathing heavy. And I thought it was just because I, you know, I, maybe I didn't work out good, well enough before. Maybe I don't have good, as good cardio as I thought, but it was really the elevation probably. And I was getting anxious and there's not one person around. I look around, there's nobody around. So I try again, you know, clean off the ski, try to put the, you know, go with it. There's a whole procedure, right? You clean off the bottom part, you put your toe in first and you push back and you snap, snap right in and you're good to go. No, I couldn't. I kept sinking. I kept sinking. Three times I try and there's nobody around. So then I go to my phone and I realize I don't have cell service, which is common, you know, when you ski. Okay. All right, fine. So Lynn, you got to figure it out. And I realized well, at that moment, I realized I better figure it out because there's nobody here and nobody's going to come get you and you're in a, you're in a pickle and you got to get down. So I just said to myself, well, you know, it's just like if I'm in the Arabian desert, I'll just walk. So I take off my other ski and it's exhausting, guys. It's exhausting. Finally, this is like in the middle of the day. I've already skied a bunch. So I take off my ski and I put it on my shoulders and I'm walking with like these huge, heavy boots each leg sinking down to my knee every time I take a step forward. And it's the angle. It's very uh, steep, let's just say. You know, each time my boot goes down, I'm not getting anywhere. And I'm like, and I had to just take a break. I sat down, breathe, Lynn, breathe. You can do this. Okay, if it takes you all day, you know, the sun sets at 6.30. It's only 2 o'clock. Get up, do it again. Try to put my skis in again. And then by then, I just sort of collapsed. I leaned over and I was like, <sighs> and I'm wearing, thank goodness, a bright red uh, ski suit. 
you know, you, if you look down from the top, you probably thought, oh, that poor woman, man, she's just really struggling all by herself. Um, anyway, so I guess it was about a good 15 minutes of struggling. And I was pretty desperate. Like, I didn't know what to do. There was no way I was going to be able to get my skis back on. Not because I now I took off both. And I'm slumped over and I'm trying to catch my breath. And the next thing, <laughs> it's just like a movie. Next thing I know, I look up, I see this like, I don't know, mustard figure, <laughs> mustard clothing wearing figure. And I hear, do you need help? Oh my God, I almost started crying. You know, like when you're tr- trying to hold it all together and somebody's like, how are you? And you just want to oh, I'm terrible. I started to well up and got to have goggles on. You can really tell. I go, yeah. I do need help. I need help. He's like, okay, well, let let me help you. You know, and the first, (laughs) second question, he says, how long have you been skiing? Yeah, that's usually a question you ask novice skiers who are in the wrong place. Uh, He wasn't just making conversation. I'm like, well, you know, pretty much all my life, but I don't ski often. I'm obviously in over my head. And where's your, and I have a husband and he, he skied ahead. Where is he? Well, I don't really know. Okay, well, let's get your ski on. So he helps me and he's having trouble. He's sinking. I'm like, oh my God, this guy who seems to know what he's doing is thinking we're going to die out here together. Anyway, to make a long story short, he's like trying to tell me, teach me how to put a ski boot in. Okay, well, I already know how to do it, but I just don't know how to do it on a black diamond. Anyway, so he gets down on his knees. He's, you know, he's cleaning out my boot and the ski goes in. I'm like, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Snaps in the boot. He puts his back on and he's like, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm good. You're such a kind man. I really appreciate it. What's your name? Nicholas. Oh my God. That's my son's name, Nick. Oh, that's great. You know, trying, I actually wasn't, I was trying to act all like macho, you know, or together. I'm like, Oh, that's my son's name. Thank you so much. I really was crying inside. And I go, okay, thanks so much. You know, um, who are you here? Why are you alone? Oh, well, my friends, he says, are not that good. Of, they're intermediate skiers. So they didn't come down this mountain with me. I'm thinking, yeah, that's where I should be. And I'm like, wow. And you're with me. Uh, okay, well, you can go on now. And he's like, no, no, I, I think I, I think I should stay with you. And I was like, okay, well, you ski, you go ahead and I'll ski behind you. He's like, no, 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 I think I should ski behind you. In other words, the chances of you falling again, lady, are pretty high. So I was so embarrassed, but desperate. I was like, I've got to get off this stupid mountain. So I was like, okay, yeah, 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 I can, I can do this. <clears throat> it, we were, I, 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 it, we were going over bumps and 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 fluffy stuff, and I I asked him. I said, "What are these? <laughs> what are these sticks over here sticking out of the snow?" He's like, "Oh, those are probably where rivers are, because I know this mountain well. When the in the spring, when all the snow melts, there's a bunch of rivers that go through." And I was like, "Oh my god, we better not go over those rivers. What if they're not frozen?" Oh my god, in over my head. So we ski for a long. It felt like a long time. My thighs were on freaking fire. Because I was in over my head. And then he eventually went ahead of me. And I was like, good, he's ahead of me. I'll just, I'll just try to follow him. And then I fall on my butt. I'm, fall, I'm going so fast. I fall on my butt. It's almost like do, doing a squat. But I was so embarrassed. I want to get back quickly. I got stood back up. So I fell, but I got back up. Hmm, good exercise. Anyway, so we start going toward an area of the mountain where I see other people. I'm like, oh my God, they're going toward another, they're going to the lift, wherever the lift is. So that means there's civilization and I'm going to be okay. And I was just out of breath. I just wanted to stop so badly, but I was so embarrassed. And I just kept thanking him and thanking him. And, you know, he had this red beard and he must've been, I don't know, the ripe old age of 27 and just a really good skier. And I'm like, where are you from? California. Oh, where'd you learn to ski? Oh, make it small talk. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Anyway, 
So finally, when we see civilization people, I'm like, you know what, Nick? I, I'm good. I stop. I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I can, I can see that the lift is nearby. And I got this. Thank you so much for saving me. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <clears throat> so anyway, he goes on and, and, uh, eventually I get down to a flatter area. Thank God. And I stop. I catch my breath. I take a picture <laughs> of a, I don't know. I think it was a big boulder. I try calling my husband. Doesn't work. Still no self service. I'm like, whatever. Screw it. I'll just go to civilization and I, I know what to do from here. Uh, anyway, I get to the lift and I see him and he's like, Oh, I was just about ready to go up the, the lift again. It took you 20 minutes. Where were you? I'm like, I almost died. I could have died. This is, by the way, not the story I wanted to tell, but it just came up. <laughs> anyway. This is definitely not the story I wanted to tell, but anyway, I was like, I, I could have died. And I told him briefly, this really nice stranger saved my life. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's get back on. And I, anyway, we got in the, the, the lift and I was like, so proud of myself. Like, number one, I held it together. And number two, I was so grateful was such a kind thing to do. This guy did not have to help me. He could have skied around. I would never even seen him. But he's not only did he stop and help me, he stayed with me. And I was like, God darn it. I didn't even take his picture. I did not even take his picture because I, I could, well, I could have posted it right and said, thank you, Nick, wherever you are. But then I realized, you know what? You were in the moment. You didn't need to take his picture. I was just filled with so much gratitude. So that was, that was like at two o'clock, right? I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. Look what I did. Even though my husband's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good for you. Let's keep going. Um, I, I self-validated and I felt just so much gratitude. Now I said to myself, I'm going to give this back somehow, some way. I'm going to be a kinder person. You know, when people have like near death experiences, even though there really wasn't near death, but it was certainly very, um, stressful. So whatever, we're skiing, la, 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 um, an hour and a half into it, you know, I'm like, God, man, I am a rock star. I am still standing. And we want to get to the bottom of the mountain. We want to go home, right? We want to wrap up the day. And it's a beautiful day. The sun is out and we get to the other side of the mountain. And my husband says, well, <clears throat> we could go down this black diamond. Remember black diamonds over Lynn's head. And we could get to the unit faster or we could, you know, go on, you know, take another route, uh, you know, something easier. And I look over and I'm like, well, take a look. And he's like, yeah, from here, it looks like you can handle it. But, you know, we don't know what the mountain's like. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going for it. This is obviously, you know, these are better conditions and I'm with somebody. I can handle this. Okay. So he records me. I'm like, record me. I'm so fabulous. I'm such an athlete. And I'm like, you the top of the mountain. You know, mountains are like, they're like steps, you know. You have a landing and then you have a slope. And you have a landing and you have a slope. And so, you know, I was on the landing, basically. I'm like, and I'm skiing by, and I'm like, oh, I got this. And he's like, well, you don't know what the rest looks like. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Then we get to the landing, the first landing, and I look down. And by the way, I'm afraid of heights. Have I mentioned that? I look down, and I was like, oh, my God. It's so steep. Okay, Lynn, I, self-talk. Just keep grinding. Keep digging in. Keep your, your, your tips up. You know, keep you know, remember your, your techniques, what you're supposed to do. Okay. Break all the time. So I did, I did the first landing and I was really struggling. Like my husband went first, no problem. And I was really struggling. Mind you, I was already also exhausted and in over my head. So I was trying to carve, trying to carve. Okay. And then we get to the next landing and then I looked down. I swear to God, it looked straight down. It looked like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go on my butt. And then I look up. Remember, this is Colorado. 
and I see these huge mountains, almost like the Coors Beer Mountains, right? Obviously, it's the Colorado Rockies. And it just made me, it just brought so, a, a wave of fear from my toes, if you've ever felt that, to the crown of my head. I was like, oh my effing God, we are so high. Like the, the looking out at the, the, the majestic mountains, how tall they were and how high we were. I can't even speak. <laughs> it just makes me so nervous talking about it. I can just visualize it. This, it, it was just straight down. And we were so high up. And I was, I just, I carved a little bit. I took a left. And my husband was to the side of the mountain. And I just collapsed in the middle of the mountain. <laughs> and I cried in my mittens. I threw my, my, my poles down and I cried in my mittens. I was like, oh my God. I couldn't hold it. It's almost like gas. I couldn't hold it. I, I, it was like a burp. You couldn't hold it. I, I just had a meltdown. I was like, I, I, I can't handle this. Oh my God, we're so high. I, I just kept crying. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. So I don't know. Maybe it was like 12 seconds. It really wasn't that much of a meltdown, but I was, I just needed to let it out. And luckily, he didn't really say anything. He said, Hasma said, just don't look out. Just keep looking down, which was very helpful because he was very non emotional. I had enough emotion for everybody on the mountain. And I said to myself, I got up. And I dried my tears and well, with my mittens, and I was like, "Okay, just focus on your skis. Don't don't look at anything else. Don't look out. Just carve down. You can do this." I kept telling myself, "You can do this," and at the same time, I was like, "I'm scared as shit. You can do this. I'm scared as shit." And I would stop because my legs were burning, thigh burning. And then I would go and I would stop and I go and I stopped like, I don't know, four times. But by the time I got to the second time, I could see the bottom of the mountain and I was like, I can do this. I'm doing this. I did this. And I get to the bottom and I was out of breath. My thighs were burning and I looked up and I was like, I did that. Had my near death experience with a very helpful uh, young ginger guy with the beautiful beard. And then I had this panic attack, I guess. I've never had a panic panic attack. I would call it a fear attack on the mountain. And I was just, I said, you know, they, again, remember what we talked about with validation. If you want validation from somebody, you got to give it to yourself. And plus it makes us better validators. So I kept telling myself, God, what a great job you did. We went to dinner that night. And I'm like, I can't believe that was me. I can't believe I did that. I'll never do that again. I was in over my head and I texted my sister. I'm like, oh my God, I was so stupid. You know, I, I can't believe I did this, put myself in that situation. I was so scared. And she's, and she sent me a, a quote and, it, and she's like, oh, you, cause you were brave. And I'm like, I wasn't brave. I was scared. And I did a terrible job. And she goes, are you in one piece? Yes, I said. She's like, you were brave. And she sent me this quote that said something like, bravery. Wow. Well, what is it? And this was the whole point of this podcast. I'm sorry. Please bear with me. Bravery. Um, is being scared, but still doing it. That was her quote. Bravery is being scared, but still doing it. My guru told me today, bravery is accepting your fear with tender presence, like not judging yourself. Bravery is accepting your fear with tender presence. I say the moral of this story for you and I is bravery is accepting that you're scared kindly, and still pushing yourself to grow. So how many times in your life have you been brave? I'm sure you have. Many of us don't give us ourselves credit for the bravery that we walk through. 
Sometimes we're brave inadvertently. We didn't ask for it. Sometimes we do ask for it. Both count. So I lived, just to tell you the story, (laughs) and it's okay to be scared. In fact, it makes us human. I'd prefer not to be scared, but it is what it is. We're human, and we're going to have all of these emotions. So again, bravery is accepting that we're scared and still pushing ourselves to grow. Thanks for listening. See you on the next Advice for Life with Lynn, and here's to your bravery.